Welcome to Bike Talk with Dave. I'm your host, Dave Mabel, and I'm glad you're here. Bike Talk with Dave is a weekly podcast where I get to dive into some of the great stories centered around that beautiful two-wheeled machine known as the bicycle. When I began, I made the commitment to do one full year of weekly shows, and kind of amazingly, I've kept that up for 24 weeks, almost halfway there. I'm always trying to pay attention to some of the awesome stories that have emerged in the past six months or so. And one of them that I realized that needs to be told is about the women in the cycling business who help make this sport great. So this week I'm focusing on a cycling business that is near and dear to my heart. As I watched it grow from a seedling and even helped water it along the way, it's owned by two women who are driven and dedicated to our sport and who are also creative and willing to dive in with both feet. Today I'm talking with Kim Hopkins and Lisa Carpinelli, owners of Velarosa, a bicycle clothing company by women and for women. I'm excited for you to hear their story. But before I do, I gotta tell you about this awesome offer from Adventure Plus, a free 90-day trial. What is Adventure Plus? It's a super cool streaming platform with 600 adventure films, great films on cycling, skiing, kayaking, rock climbing, trail running, and so much more. It's like Netflix for people like us. A subscription is about the price of a good cup of coffee, but it's even better than that, as I've partnered with them to give you your first 90 days free. Hundreds of adventure films with new titles added every week free 90 days how can you go wrong and after that you can decide if you want to keep it or cancel it's up to you so click the link in my show notes and start streaming your next adventure inspiration check them all out on adventureplus.com now i also have a great deal for you from our friends at Velarosa, a 15 percent discount on your next order just click on VelarosaCycling.com and enter the code BIKETALK15 at checkout. I know you're excited to equip yourself with some great cycling clothing, and I'm sure you're as excited to hear the story about how that clothing company came to be. So it's time for me to shut up and get to today's guests. We've got Kim Hopkins and Lisa Carpinelli, owners of Velarosa Cycling. Kim Hopkins, Lisa Carpinelli. I'm laughing. We we're just talking about your name, Carp. Yes, indeed. Carp and Kim. How are you both? We're great. I'm we're great. super glad that, and I'm actually kind of super amazed that we all found it into the same place at the same time, which exactly. is an Agreed. accomplishment to. Um, Busy lives. We're just, you know, we've got a lot of stuff going on. You're you're popping with all your interviews, and Kim and I are busy, and we're thrilled that we could make it work. So thanks for having us. Absolutely. Well, I'm super excited. You guys are the first in what I decided is going to be a series highlighting women in the cycling business. And uh, I couldn't think of a better place to start than with you two. Oni, owners, purveyors, everything, chief cooks, bottle washers, and clean the bathroom. <laughs> yes, yes, Velarosa. and yes, very true. Very true. <laughs> So I want to go deep into the history of Velarosa, and, and uh, to be transparent to our listeners, um, I was there 
as the seed was planted, and I might have even watered that seed a little bit along the way. A little, yeah, a little bit, so I'd say. If, if I sound very <laughs> familiar with it, that would be why. But um, uh, why don't you both, I want to hear kind of from you both first before we begin an introduction to Velarosa. What is Velarosa, and why is it, why do you think it's awesome? I hope you think it's awesome. Kim, how about you? <laughs> Well, first of all, can I just say thank you for having us, and uh, it's an honor to be your first of the women-owned cycling-related interviewees, so um, thank you. Well, well said, Kim. <laughs> um, and yeah, Velarosa uh, is a women's cycling clothing brand that Lisa and I uh, launched in 2015. And basically, we'll probably get into this later, but basically born out of the frustration that we had as avid female cyclists at the lack of good looking, great fitting, high performance cycling wear for, for us. And um, we'll get in probably later to how that conversation happened between her and I, but. Um, there was beer. Yeah, there was beer. <laughs> there was a bike ride and beer, but we'll yeah, get into that. <laughs> but it kind of goes back to the mothers of invention, you know. It's like necessity is the mother of invention. That's, exactly. That is very true in our in our case. Well, you're also by uh, I don't know trade, education, practice, uh, graphic designer. So it was natural. Yeah, that that's true. I I was a graphic designer, and I'd been doing freelance graphic design for years, and was kind of. Kids were grown and, um, you know, heading, heading out, and I was kind of looking for something different, and it all was kind of a perfect storm for this to happen. Very cool. Uh, how would you describe Velorosa, Lisa? You know, it, it has been um, one of the coolest things that I've been a part of, in, uh, of all the things that I've done. And it's, it's super exciting because, again, as, as Kim referenced back, I have loved that we both you know, met one another and realized that there was a real need for this kind of cycling wear that we couldn't find um, in order to sort of ride and train in. And it has been really rewarding to kind of go down this path and see this journey and to, you know, again, the, one of the coolest things in the world, um, my stepson goes to school in California and he sent me a text and he goes, I'm on the road outside of school and I just saw three Velarosa kits fly by. And that is probably one of the coolest things that, that we, you know, when friends or family or whoever it is sends us a message and says, hey, we, we saw one of those kits out there. That's a really, that's a really cool thing, you know. And, and so that's, that's been a very, um, a, a wonderful and uh, very rewarding experience. All that said, it is not easy <laughs> to start a business. <laughs> And it, it is, there is, we are not, uh, there, there's no way that we are overselling this in that you wear so many hats and you know so much less than you think you know going into it. And you have to sort of surrender to finding people that are experts in different areas to sort of help you on this path. That I think it, it has been also one of the biggest learning experiences of my life, for sure. Well, and you're a college professor, so that's yeah. <laughs> Yes, I do. I teach, and, and I teach multimedia communication at Simpson College, and it is a fantastic experience to share with students what it's like to be a student of whatever it is you're, you're taking part in. So I get when you're lost and confused and frustrated and trying to figure out resources. And uh, so I, I do think that working with students and sort of understanding their mindset, it's 
it's been really beneficial for me in sort of this process. And, and actually, I was just thinking about this, Kim, the other day. We've been really fortunate. Like when you include Simpson College, the University of Iowa, and students from Iowa State, we have actually, in sort of the creation of this business, have worked with a bunch of different colleges and universities in the state, and they've kind of all had a little part of the journey with us, so it's been really cool. That is, that is really cool. Um, and I got goosebumps when you talked about uh, getting the text from California. Yeah, it was super cool. That's all I can tell you. It made me, it, you know, I, I perked up. You know, I, I get it, but I know that stuff is distributed locally more than probably in California, but I was at a triathlon in Ames on Sunday, and there goes a Villarosa kit, triathlon kit. I mean, it was, the, the te- do you make triathlon stuff? We specifically, don't, or? not specifically. So but she I just could, had on like yeah. that sleeveless. This, the tank then, that we have would probably lend itself really well to triathlon, so. Um, yeah, well, she yeah. looked good. Yeah, good. She looked good, zipping by. That was super fun. <laughs> But I, I felt a little bit of the same satisfaction and, and pride, I guess, in uh, watching somebody who I had no idea who they were. I mean, it's one thing when you sell stuff to friends and family. Absolutely. Yes, and for but a long time, that's who it felt like we were <laughs> yes. selling to. Right. Well, I mean, it was. Yeah. It definitely was. Yeah. So, Kim, I'd like to go back to the um, that seed. And um, I, I feel like that seed was kind of wrapped up in an envelope in your back pocket for many years. And then at one point, you were able to take it out of the envelope and put it in a pot and start watering it. Talk about kind of the, the spark that began as, uh, I think you said 2007, and I'm impressed that you came up with a year, but I would have, I would have struggled with coming up with a year. But 2007, what, what kind of happened? Well, I mean, yeah, I, this, is going, this is just so, this, I feel like this moment we're coming kind of full circle because honestly, if I were going to, if I had to, name one person that I would credit with getting me to where I am today, it's probably you. So oh, I, you're very kind. And I would say, I'll, just to give a little background on that, is Dave, um, or you were my um, spin instructor at the Y uh, for many years, uh, and that was really all the cycling I was doing was my spin class at the Y. And um, there was another gal in there that I knew, and, and anyway, became friends with, with you, and you suggested one day that we um, might want to get some cycling jerseys and you offered to have some printed up that were pink that were a version of your green team jerseys and I thought whoa that would be so cool to have a cycling jersey I never even imagined myself having one and um, so sure enough you did that and there was probably I don't know five or six or seven of us women who who were in that group one of those People was your wife, Dee, um, and bef- somewhere along the line, I'm not even sure, you kind of worked your magic on us. I'm not quite <laughs> sure how that all happened, but before we knew it, we had our jerseys and we were so proud of them, and you kind of hinted or suggested that maybe we try this little little race in Waterworks Park in Des Moines, and um, were there to help us and fill our tires and calm our nerves and kind of send us on our way and we did that and then you know you kind of would suggest the next one and the next one and before we knew it we were we were racing our bikes which was something I never thought I would do especially in my 40s I was in my 40s when this happened so um, I had never competed or done anything like that so anyway I'm getting a little bit in the weeds but I want to I wanted to explain that background and 
So um, we formed this, this team, um, and at that time it was called um, All Nine Yards, yep. which was, and we were like the female version of, of your male team, and I, because I'm a graphic designer and have that background, mm -hmm. I uh, was in charge of creating the, the cycling uh, jersey and shorts or cycling kit for the team. And well, you didn't have to do much designing the first year because the, we just picked right. out the green jersey. Right. And <laughs> it was by no means designed by a graphic artist, was it? Well, it was a good look. I thought you had a good right. look, but was, yes, right, right. It was I, all right, but it wasn't. I did want to put my, you know, twist you on did. it. And, you, you <laughs> did. and so... The next year was gorgeous. The next year, yeah, we added, added some... Um, I don't know, a little more feminine touch, but still made it kind of fun and badass. Can it's I say, still one can of I my say favorite that? jerseys. Badass? Yeah, we can say that. Okay. Um, yeah, and so I, I kind of learned that I had this kind of, um, I had fun designing jerseys. It was something completely different than uh, what I had been doing before, which was print, you know, print um, graphic design for print publications and, and such. So. So that was kind of fun, and then oh, I probably somewhere in there two years later or so we had to make a name change for the team, and we had to come up with the word Velarosa, um, and just because people always want to know, Velo is French for bike, and Rosa is Italian for pink, so it's a made-up word, and we like to call it Fritalian yeah. for pink bike. Perfect. Um, but I kind of threw that out to the team, and and then that's when you were talking about it kind of being a seed in the back of my my um, head, I said, you know, I really like this designing of kits and maybe someday would like to do a women's cycling wear company and I would like to use this name. But until that time comes, let's use it as our team name. It's a great name. And so we did. And so that that was for another, you know, fast forward. A couple years. Yeah, I, several years. I think yeah. 2013 is when you and I yep. went on a bike ride. And, and maybe I'll at least have that, you know, want to... Let Lisa tell that the story of how we. Well, so what uh, I think is great. Or is do you want Dave was one no, of my first like cycling. No, it sounds like there's a story there. Well, Dave was one of I, just oh, as yeah. you said. Dave was one of my first coaches and one yes. was one of the yeah, first people to be like, you gotta not move so much at the top of your body as you're riding this bicycle because apparently I was all over the place and so he <laughs> he was kind of teaching me how to ride in a group and you know we can there's so many directions we could take this but yes and and the reason Dave became a coach to me like he was to you um, is because I had heard of Velarosa and that there was this women's cycling team and you know that you should just go check it out and so I went to it was sort of y'all were offering a clinic and I went to I put my bike in the back of my car and um, I went and I saw these women and a coach in these gorgeous jerseys and um, I thought I'm so over my skis I don't belong here I gotta leave and actually one of the members who was in the in the park at the time where, where you all were meeting and sort of having a little bit of training, um, kind of flagged my car down. And, down. Yeah, her, Carolyn, Carolyn mm, Zeller. Of course she she said, what are, yep. what are you doing? What, what do you, you look like you're here to ride. And I said, ah, no, no, I, this looks like way more organized and more professional than I could ever remotely bring to the table. And she said, no, just get out, just get on your bike. We're just, we're just a bunch of women here and we just all want to make each other better. And that's when I met Kim and I met you, Dave. And, um, I, it was, it was wonderful. It was incredibly encouraging. And so I think one of the underlying, um, threads that I think Velarosa has in it is there's this idea that 
we want inclusivity. We want to bring people on board the sport. Yes, we're absolutely designed for the avid cyclist who knows what they're doing, no question. But we also love when we find women that are finding a sport um, and if they find that they have a penchant for cycling, we, we also like to be you know, the company that's sort of there as you make your way into it. So that's where I met you two. And it was a, a pretty, pretty, as you'd say, life-changing day for me. Indeed, that was 2013, you said? No, that was because 2013 is probably, so it was probably 2012 ish. Yeah, yeah, somewhere in there, probably 2012 ish. And, okay. then, and then again, it, we sound like an old married couple yeah. <laughs> arguing about the day. Again, no, right. You know. <clears throat> but, that, but, but I think that's sort of that was where I met uh, everyone and I got to be a part of this group. And I actually, you know, lined up my bike to race a couple times. And um, Kim and I ended up, there was one day, and it was a training day. And it was, we partnered up. You, Dave, had us partner up with somebody and I partnered up with Kim. And I was, the only instruction was don't lose her wheel. And um, I may have lost it a few times, but I was right behind her and, and we seemed to have sort of a similar riding style. And so then we would then meet up to go ride other places and other times. And I think that's where we had sort of come up with the idea that, you know, these are, it feels pretty cool to wear something and be part of this cycling community. And I think that's where I was super interested in. And, you know, I, I do think that there's something to be said for having the right kind of equipment to do what you want to do. And the more that I rode with the team, the more I wanted new shorts and new jerseys, and I, you know, couldn't find them. And so we... Well, I remember the day she, I mean, I, when, when you came up and said, presented your idea, so... We were on a mountain bike ride, and she says to me, "Have you ever, have you ever thought about, you know, like branding these, like making these available for the general public? Because like she'd have people ask her all the time." Kit, and I said, "Only every day." <laughs> truly, for sure. Truly, absolutely, what she um, said. Huh. I'm wow. like, I just don't know how to get off the starting blocks. I don't really know what to do, you know. And she, I'll never forget. She said, we're riding along in Denman's on our mountain bike. She said, well, dumber people than us start businesses every day. And <laughs> so I in that case, it's over-promise and under-deliver. <laughs> and yes. we just started meeting, you know, to, to take, take a ne the next step, I guess, was how we started. Like, what's the first thing we have to do? And we did, you know, and then we get back together in two weeks and we say, what's the next thing we have to do? And I think, honestly, I've said this before, having someone to be accountable for, to... Um, when starting a business, at least for me, I would have never gotten off the starting blocks. I just, but when I had a deadline and I knew she was counting on me to figure out the next step, you know, um, that's, that's how we did it. And pretty soon we'd taken enough steps to actually launch the business. Yep. So. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. I honestly did not know that that's how that worked. So you literally said, yeah. Hey Kim, yeah. there's a seed in your back pocket. Let's take that out. And I'm going to help you put it in a pot. Yeah, I, I would say so. And I would say it was absolutely because I, again, as I was trying to ride with all of you, I kept thinking I need to find something to wear so I can ride and train. And I kept you know, going to the internet and I kept going to bike shops and I just couldn't find anything that was as cool as what Kim had designed. And you, know, you can only, you have to throw it in the wash every now and then. <laughs> so like I needed something else in the wardrobe. So that was, yes, that was 100%. I couldn't find anything. And I thought, well, shoot. I, she should, she should, this should be available for more people than just our team. And 
people would always ask, like, oh, where always. did you get that? Where'd you get your, for our, our like, team kit, club kit, people would ask, like, oh, can I buy that? Where can I get that? Nope, club, you got to join the club. Nope, you got to join. And one of the things that I always thought was cool about your team designs through the years was you could take a kit from, shorts from 2011 and a pair them with a jersey from 2014, and they would look like they belong together. Is that something you still, like, how do you feel about kits? And Because you've gotten, you have veered away from pink, white, and black. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, talk to me about that trans, well, first of all, your mentality in, in that kind of, I don't know, granimals? Yeah, we call them garritables. <laughs> garritables? Yes, garritables. Yes, we have. Uh, and then how it evolved to um, some of the spectacularly colorful uh, choices people have today. Yeah, well, um, like, you know, doing the kits for the team, it just seemed important to me that if you were going to invest in a kit, that, um, that it wasn't going to be obsolete after a year. Uh, and you know, come up with a brand new color scheme and everything every year just didn't seem to make sense. And so that was my goal, is to create so that every year would mix and match with the years previous and people could get more mileage out of their cycling pieces. And so that was definitely a conscious, a conscious, uh, um, what I want to say, feature that I wanted to have in when we started designing our cycling clothing. And the first, our first, year we they were basically very similar to the team kits without the sponsor logos on them and we had i think five different iterations of a pink black and white kit and and while that was really nice and fun I, we quickly realized that it, people go into a little bit of paralysis when they can have too many choices of all the same look right and so going forward, we kind of decided to branch out with some different colors. We realized they don't have to be pink, black, and white because, you know, we can go all over. You know, we can use all any colors we want. There's an entire color There's palette a, right. available to you. Exactly. And we also learned that some women don't like pink. We, you know, like that that's just they want it. That's the last color they want to wear. So we... Um, so I still... We, we don't have as... Like an, within a collection, there's not five different jersey designs that all, you know, because we, like I said, I feel like that's too many choices. But we do have, still have the mix and match, match, be, ah, let me say that again, mix and match feature. That um, is a hard word. And some even, some collections even mix and match with other collections. And so it's not something we've lost sight of. We really like, um, like that feature because we think women appreciate uh, getting more mileage out of this gear that they buy. Yeah. I also think it's important to note, like, again, if you kind of roll back time, you know, kits were really, they were, they were for people that were on a team, and they were typically had sponsor logos on them. And that was just not something that you really found in your bike shop. Typically, you found a pair of black cycling shorts, and then you might find a jersey that was in a monochromatic color, and, you know, it, it just, there wasn't the diversity there in terms of selection and choice. And so where I think we really realized there was an opportunity is that you don't necessarily have to join a team to have a really good looking, you know, pair of shorts and a jersey to get out and ride your bike. And I think that 
th that was a lot of the mission behind, I think, what we wanted to do, that you, you don't just have to be on a race team to get a cool-looking kit. Kim will take care of that for you. Yeah. <laughs> She'll design it and make it and make it so that you again have this, you know, you know, a really important piece of equipment. I mean, we all know this. If you don't have a good pair of bike shorts and a good jersey, you're miserable. Right. I mean, you need the stow pockets. You need a good chamois. And if you don't have the right equipment to do your sport, it's just less pleasurable to do it. So I think that's where we were trying to sort of bring it about for, especially women, to feel like, hey, this is I, I'm. I'm in, I really like the sport. I like how I feel when I do it, and I, I'm gonna put some money down and, and get the right out, you know, get the right outfit. I get the right set of equipment to do the sport I want to do. Talk to me a little bit about um, physical features of the kit, a men's kit versus a women's kit, and what are some things that are important to women that aren't to men. We hear stories. <laughs> so I only say that to Kim because when, one of the things that we've done over the years is we, you know, we, we go to uh, biking events around the country and it's been awesome because we put up these this tents and we sell, um, you know, we sell our kits and it's really amazing sort of the conversations that we've had with women about what they want and what they need. And so a lot of that is, you know, and Kim will talk about the features, but what has sort of informed the design and the creation has come from not only what we wanted and needed, what we found success with, what didn't work for us, but also listening to what um, a lot of the female cyclists have told us. And you know, there's there's some real important critical features that have to be there. And you know, our customers are very open and honest when they find something that really works. And you know, begging us for maybe, hey, we we could really use this in the marketplace. What can you do? So I probably took us off <laughs> path a little bit, but. We, we are, every year there's, a, there's an iteration and an evolution that we bring something new and, and it's usually with great conversations that we've had mm. with customers. But we yeah. say, the, the, I, you know, the shrink it and peek, you know, the shrink it and peek. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, right. the, you know, shorts, obviously, first of all, just, you need a, a really good chamois. And men's chamois and women's chamois are constructed differently because obviously there's different friction points and that sort of thing. Men and women are constructed differently. Correct, correct. Um, and uh, our chamois, we, you know, we kind of shopped around chamois and, and found one that we both liked. And I mean, we're our own testers, so, you know, that's the other thing. It's like, if it doesn't work for us, we don't figure it's gonna work for anybody else. But we ended up with a chamois that's super flexible. Um, I was sick of the chamois that felt like you were sitting on a surfboard. Um, it was like m really more padding than you needed, you know. So a flexible chamois, ours is vented, it's antimicrobial, so it doesn't, you know, uh, encourage like, Yeah, and bacteria growth and all of that kind of stuff. Um, so it's, it's uh, I mean, women, I would say, probably rave about our shorts more than anything just because if you don't have a good pair of shorts like Lisa said it the experience is miserable you can get by with a jersey that doesn't fit it's not pleasurable right. but Agreed. you can you can't i mean you it'll just injure summer of riding if you Agreed. if you ride in the wrong pair of shorts and get problems um, saddle sores and such um, but then you know with the jerseys it was it was basically all we could find back in the day when we were looking for was just smaller versions of the men's jerseys and they were too big in the shoulders and too tight in the hips and you know if you got it to fit the hips then it was too baggy and um, it just you felt dumpy and you just didn't feel you didn't feel fast because you felt like you had <laughs> you felt a like a sail. flapping in the wind <laughs> um, so that you know that we have tanks um, that we have just done a new 
iteration of this year based on customer uh, feedback. Um, so, you know, like I just to make the point that if people send us or talk to us about what they like and don't like, you know, we, we're listening. Um, our tanks, um, I think they, the ones we had up until this year were had a built-in bra, and I think we got rid of that. Women were telling us, no, I'd rather wear my own sports bra, and um, that I think has made them a lot more comfortable and fit a lot more body types. Um, and uh, just that's just an example of us kind of taking customer feedback and, and making making changes. Um, I, that's I think that makes sense. I have a wife, and I know that not all sports bras are created. <laughs> yes. No, they're so not. So why would you be so pretentious as to put one in your kit? Yeah, right. Well, and, right. What, and, and again, the, the thing that, that you know, we we joke about this, but one of the things that was told to us, and we we love it is that there are women who, when they go to ride and they realize their Velarosa kit is in the wash, they are super bummed. They're like, oh, because that's, you, I mean, we all do it. Like, you just have a setup, you just, you just have a, a piece of equipment that works really, really well, and so you go back to it again and again, and so that's sort of our, you know. So do you want to inform them that they are welcome to buy another one? <laughs> maybe, just maybe. <laughs> but, th but that's what we found. We found that people, you know, when, when you find something that works well for you, and, and we hope we're, we're that for, um, for women, that, you know, that you make it so that you can always have what you need when you go out to ride. So 15 years ago-ish, we began the conversations and started riding around Waterworks Park and... Big Creek and wherever else we rode, Snake Alley. Yes. If you remember oh, doing I Snake Alley. I'll never forget Snake Alley, no. <laughs> um, and here we are in 2022, and you're still, you're all kitted up in Velarosa, and, and there's a water bottle sitting there. You've got a necklace with Velarosa logo on it, and a hat, and. and um, I am decked out. And all I? that. You, you are, are branded. You sure. are branded. You are branded. <laughs> uh, but it's been a long journey, and I would say one that at least appears to be successful. Um, a, would you consider it so far to be where you want it to be, where you envisioned it being? Yeah, well, I mean, I, um, I look back at when we started this business and I, I don't think I even had a, I mean, yeah, there, there was no five-year plan in a be. sense. Right, it was like, right. just get it off the ground. And then people were like, so what's your five-year plan? You're like, there's a five-year plan. I know. <laughs> we need one of those? Uh, what? Tomorrow? I think we literally <laughs> thought we would get a website set up, you know, press go, and then everything else would just take care of itself. People like, would just start ordering stuff. Yeah, and like it really would sort of, I, you know, we just didn't give a lot of thought to like how it was all going to actually come to be. So, um so to ask if this is you know where my vision was, I, I, I don't even I can't even say that I know for sure. I just was focused on getting it going. But um, but yes, I mean we've had so many cool things happen um, that I would have never believed if somebody would have told me at the beginning that you'll you'll get to do this or you'll you know get in front of this vendor or you'll you know go Absolutely. to this event or you'll I just um, so it, I'm learning to, to always not be afraid to think bigger because um, just because it it won't happen if you don't think big I guess and um, so we're we're learning but yes um, I th I'd say it's it's been a far 
far more bigger success than I dreamed it would be, just because I never thought we'd sell anything outside of the state of Iowa. I thought some people on Ragbar might buy some. <laughs> and then I didn't, you know, and now we're selling, we have customers in all 50 states, and um, like you said, the story's cropping up, people spotting yeah. our stuff in California, and somebody called me, or sent me a text that they saw us on Lakeshore Drive this, this weekend, and I'm like, that, that is so exciting, because that, that's not something I could have predicted. And, and I think, to, you know, to what Kim has said, there are some hilarious moments, too. I mean, <laughs> like, when, when I think about, so we opened up shop in Ragbri, we, so again, right, the Register's annual Great Bicycle Ride across Iowa. We, that was our first day of sales. We went to the expo, and it's a big deal in our state, and we, you know, we sort of set up our tent, and you, you just have no idea what's going to happen. I mean, you're there at the crack of dawn getting everything out, and you have no idea if people are going to say, this is fantastic, we love this. Or you're, just, you're sort of wringing your hands and, and really, really nervous. And I remember Kim and I had a, um, we had gotten into a, a, a less than desirable hotel because it was the last one available. Like, we, we just, we have stories of where you're just sort of, you can't believe you came out the other side. But I, I, do, I do remember that first day that we set up the shop and it's standing up and you're looking at it and you're kind of like, oh, I just hope people like it. You know, I mean, you just you just hope that, that people like it. And we still have a photo of the very first person that we didn't know personally who came up to the to the booth and bought a pair of shorts. Can I tell that funny story about that day? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them. There's, well, we, there's several there's several moments with that day with coming back from the store to get the hangers and well, yeah, she, she yes, yes it was yeah. Sioux City and Lisa we realized we needed more hangers so I'm setting up the booth Lisa runs to Target or something to get hangers and while she's gone I'm hanging up our kits on our booth um, jerseys and the expo isn't open yet but some random person was walking through some random woman and she stopped at the booth and she said well those are cute but why would I wear your logo all over my my jersey and I I had no answer for her, and she walked away. And when Lisa came back, I think I was pale white, and I <laughs> she was, was so. We have made a it, huge mistake. Yes. Had like, you already started taking stuff down? No, no, I was still just in shock. Yeah, she was sitting. I, I legitimately, I came up and I go, "What happened? It, like, did you lose the the cash box? Like, what's what's wrong? What's wrong?" And she just said, "I, I have no answer for this person," and. You know, maybe it's a little bit of my feisty. I was like, ah, forget about it. Let's just open up. Let's just, let's yes. just let it ride. Let's yes. let it ride. And we'll, we'll see what happens. And we did. We, we, were, we had a really successful um, rag bra, and it was, it was wonderful. And so that's, we, we, I think we're committed to always going back because we just have such a fondness for that particular event and ride. And the people that ride that, they're just wonderful. But, yeah, I did. That's I our came demographic. Back. That's yeah. people who ride a lot and want good gear to ride in and fun gear and, um, yeah, that's a that's a great event. Ragbri's probably been part of your success, hasn't it? Oh, all absolutely. All fifty states. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we always say that expo. Going to that expo, you're you yeah, you're, it's a chance to get in front of people from all all fifty states and even other countries. I mean, um, so it's it's a really <laughs> great opportunity to be at that that expo. How you doing there, Carl? I'm good. I apologize. I'm, you know, I got <laughs> a couple. I got a couple of allergies here that I'm fighting like a crazy person. But, um, but I, uh, yeah, it's Ragbri. 
I mean, it's just been, it's been wonderful. And, you know, the organization has recognized us. Um, you know, we, we were written up in, um, in the Domain Register uh, when we sort of celebrated our anniversary for being there. And it's, it's, you know, we can't stress enough, again, the cycling community, specifically in and around Des Moines and in our state, has, has so embraced us. We are, I don't know if there's a way to express the gratitude that we have. Because, again, you know, our, our friends, the community, they go out and ride. They support. They you know they talk us up, and um, it's it's been a, a wonderful community to be a part of. I feel Absolutely. very fortunate. It's a great, great. State. Well, more than Ragbrise recognized you, uh, I just saw posts on your Instagram or whatever. Some magazine. What was that? Um, you were featured in something. Oh, Title Nine. Was that Title Nine? Yeah. Okay. I, the paper. The catalog. Yeah. They still do paper. They still do. Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. So okay, so that was Title Nine. Yeah, you've been in other. You've been in other like. Uh, hey, you should know about this. Uh, yeah, absolutely. This company. Um, oh yeah, we the yeah Des Moines magazines. Yep. Done an article and on this. Um, Triathlete magazine. Yeah. We've, we've been we've been featured in a lot of um, kind of different we were bicycling yeah. magazine, but on their online you know online right. uh, articles. Um, we've had some. So yeah, we've we've had some. So you being recognized. Yeah. And tell me about Title Nine. Yeah, so Title Nine, um, that's one of those. Title Nine in its fiftieth year. Yes, exactly, exactly. The the. Uh, well, the what do you call it? The. Title Nine is. Amendment or the whatever. amendment, yeah. yes, but this is the company Title Nine. That's yep. a women's apparel company. Just to oh, be right, clear. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. Title Nine, the apparel company, right. is not fifty. Yes, right, yes, right, yes, 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 yes. right. Um, but this is kind of one of those examples of something I just would never have imagined we'd get the opportunity to do. And um, it's all about showing up and, and trying, I think. That's the, learn that's the, thing, that's the lesson I learned from this. Um, but in 2020, um, all of our events got canceled that summer. Um, and we were wringing our hands and a little bit worried about um, what we were going to do with all the inventory that had just arrived on our doorstep. And um, Things actually turned out okay sales-wise just because, as everybody knows, you know, there was a huge upswing in cycling and outdoor activities that we just, you know, didn't, didn't expect. And so everything was good on that front. But the other, the other thing was that we weren't running from event to event all summer. And we saw this opportunity. Um, Title IX has what they call the Movers and Makers um, Pitch Fest, where women-owned outdoor brands in the outdoor industry can uh, pitch, can apply, and if you get chosen, you get to pitch your brand to them, and the uh, prize is a PO, a uh, purchase order for your gear um, or your product uh, for the following following year. So we, um, we threw in our application and got down to the, be one of the 10 finalists, and it was a virtual, you, normally you go out to their headquarters in San Francisco, but it was, um, that year it was a virtual uh, event. But we had to put together a little uh, video, which um, you helped us with. You're a man of many talents, and you have been around for the whole. Uh, I, I've watered the plant a few times. You've watered the plant, yeah. yes, That's you have. Um, That's a good phrase. That's a good phrase. But yes, you put together this amazing video that we submitted, and I think that you know, there's no question that that was part of why we got selected. That was just so professional and looked so nice. Um, and so we got a 
we got to pitch to them and we were one of three winners that year um, yep. and so they picked up our our uh, brand and we designed them a exclusive design just so it's only available at Title Nine, and they launched that last April and then they did it uh, reordered again for for 2022 again we did them uh, designed them a exclusive design is that unique well they're our first really large retailer we haven't um, really as of yet worked with really large retailers we've been in the local like shield store here in Des Moines and and uh, Eric's bike and ski is another one of our retailers but um, on a grand scale they're there so we we did that special for them and that was part of our pitch honestly when we pitched we said we will design you a um, exclusive design. So I have no idea if that's part of why we won or not, but that was part of our pitch to them. I do, I do think that you have to think about the time, right? We're looking in the fall of 2020, so many things have shut down, and really, as you know, we could talk about supply chain and all that sort of stuff, but cycling really got injected with a tremendous amount of interest now that people are sort of told it's the best way to get exercise is to go outside and to be socially distant. So at that, I think it was sort of a culmination of events, like at that very moment, suddenly cycling is really exploding as a popular sport and something of interest. And I do think, I believe that that was part of the interest for, for Title IX. You know, they typically carry swimwear, they, they carry some casual wear, they, yeah, and, and other sort of, uh, you know, athletic wear, hike, hiking gear and all of that. But I do think it was sort of the, the perfect time for biking to show up and to be considered of interest. And I also think that given our aesthetic and, and Kim's design aesthetic, that, we, that it just was the, it was the perfect place at the perfect time. I really do, I, I, I think that, and, and again, our sport has really seen sort of an injection of interest because of sort of the restrictions that we were all living under for so long. Is it unique for them to um, do a second year with their Pitch Fest people? I, I don't think so. I think that they, um, you know, they're truly looking for quality products. And if your product sale, sells, you know, if it, you prove that you're sell worthy, you know, yeah, for sure. then, um, then they, they'll, have you back. they'll have you back. I mean, that's at least been our experience. I, I don't, I don't claim to know what their, you know, business plan is, but it seems that they're looking for women-owned brands. They're, they're very supportive of Women owned come and, and I was going to say that the other half of the prize was there was the PO, but the other half of it was that they agree to be sort of mentors to oh. these businesses. So we get to talk to them um, twice a month um, with another with women owned brands, other women owned brands, and it's it's just it's such a great resource because they will let us talk to their photography department, they will let us talk to their returns department, they will let us talk to their marketing department. I have the CEO's, you know, email if I had a question. I mean, it's, it's, they, they really stand behind what they're doing here. It isn't just like you won now, you know, don't talk, don't bother us again. Thanks for the PO. Yeah. And it's, right. So it's really a mentorship, I think, yeah, is, yeah. is, is what's been, been incredible. And, and you can ask, you can ask, you know, right, there's no stupid question, I, I would argue, at times there are. But in, in this case, they really welcome any question, like, how do you set a price? You know, in, in, in the current times that we're living in, how do you, you know, how do you, how do you deal with shipping? How do you deal, I mean, and questions that who, who else can you really ask? And so this has become a, it's like going to school a little mm -hmm. bit with very friendly teachers. <laughs> so, which has been, you know, a wonderful, 
wonderful asset for us, I think. Teachers who are interested in your success. Yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. 100%, yes. And, and I think it's kind of cool, too, just to meet other women in the outdoor space, like in, the, in, the, you know, in this kind of space where it's um, athletic wear and you know, encouraging people to get outside. And uh, it, you know, there's, there's a lot of like-mindedness in there in that. Um, that you know, again, you're, you're not looking at disparate industries. You're really looking at you know, women-owned companies that are trying to get you know, women outfitted in the best way that we possibly can so that they can enjoy the sport or the activity that they want to do. That's really at the heart of the mission, I think, and, and it's been wonderful. True. Yeah. Well said. So you just told me that you kind of started on a, we don't have a five-year plan, we have a... Uh, <laughs> Five-minute plan? tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Plan. Five minutes. <laughs> I'm curious if, if we talked again in 20 or 30 years, uh, how would you describe what Velarosa has become in that time? So we're saying e. flash forward vision? to Yeah, what's your vision for the future? Well, how, how, how would you describe what Velarosa looks like in the long term? Um, Available and, at Walmart? Um, well, that kind of goes to the question of how, you know, where where is where is commerce going to be taking place in 20, 20 years? And that is a good question. I do think um, there is going to continue to be, I mean, I'm no expert, so this is, but that e-commerce is only going to get more and more um, at least uh, popular or mainstream, you know, if it's, a, it's probably already mainstream, I guess. And Lisa may have a different answer to this question, but I guess my kind of goal is to always be listening to what women want and expanding our product offerings to accommodate that. So I could see us, you know, in the we're working on mountain bike gear right now and have have that may be launching very soon. Um, I could see us getting into you know outerwear, um, tights and and more like winter winter wear um, for all us Midwesterners who yes. try to ride bikes all winter. Um, then, you know, maybe into more casual wear for the, so like club ride shirts, um, that type of shirt, you know, snap, snap up shirts and, and, uh, baggier shorts or that would be more for just your casual ride. Um, and I've often even thought, and again, it's, it's a little, this was part of my, I guess, I dream, but I, it's a little overwhelming because I don't quite know how we'd have the bandwidth to do it just, just yet, but if, you know, I think it'd be fun to have a travel vein of Velarosa that was uh, women-focused adventure travel to different locations uh, to ride bikes and, and um, whatever camp or it could be at a spa. I don't know. I mean, I haven't really, but that's like, that's kind of a, a dream I have of, of also doing that. So I'd love for our site to kind of become the one-stop shopping destination for women cyclists and they could get whatever... Because, I mean, the fact is, and I think we're good examples of this, but I, most women that I know and I'm friends with, they ride all kinds of cycling disciplines. They ride, they mountain bike one day, and then they are riding gravel the next day, and then they might be riding the trail the next day, and then they might be riding to the coffee shop the next day. And so all that kind of, you need different different gear, or you maybe want different gear for, for those things. So we'd love to be the resource for all of those. Mm, wow, cool. 
And I, I just got this new vision recently. So one of the things that I did recently was um, with some other colleagues, took a bunch of college students to Italy. And one of the uh, businesses that we toured there was Willier Bikes. And uh, is that how you say that? I believe so, yes. Well, you were there. Yes, right? yes, so, yes. So, yes, so and, and outside of Bassano del Grappa. So, yeah, we're, yeah, we're, yes. Yeah. Well, I call it Willier. So <laughs> now, that, now they got me all paranoid. But I think, that's, I think that's right. But one of the things that was really interesting and wonderful for me, which makes me think that this is the right industry to be in, is that I could not believe how many cyclists I saw who um, are, were definitely older than I am on what they there call their hybrid bike, which is what we would call an e-bike here. But I saw so many people riding up into the mountains on these mountain roads, um, going for all day rides in massive groups. Uh, you know, we're talking about folks that are, you know, again, I, you know, 20 years older than I am, loving the sport and with this ability to have e-assist, they're gonna enjoy the sport even longer than I thought we ever possibly could. And so I'm, you know, I'm super excited to think about with this new technology, what it affords us, especially for people that might want this, you know, for, for, the, for the long haul. And I, I'm, I, I, in Europe, it was just, and at least in Italy, it was everywhere. I saw so many people on those bikes and they, they were fully kitted out and it was uh, super inspiring and it, it felt great. Because again, turn, turn on the power when you need it and ride as hard as you can without it. So I'm, I'm super optimistic. I think we've got, I think there's, people can have this sport for a very long time in their lives. I'm stoked. Awesome. On my way here, I was coming on the trail and a lady on an e-bike and I wouldn't say she looked the most fit I've ever seen anyone look in my life, okay? And sitting on her wheel was a dude who looked like he'd been racing for 25 well, years and she's buzzing along on her e-bike pedaling going 23 great. miles an hour and he was like sitting on her wheel like he would in the peloton and i was like what a great it's wonderful good equalizer for, those for couples it yeah. for sure it's a great equalizer and i and again i i just i can't help but think that anything we can do to, to make the sport more inclusive and more welcoming for people either to try it or to stay in it longer, I'm I'm all for that. And again, you know, m m most important to us is that women, you know, succeed in the sport. But I, I can't help but think, as you said, just people can get out and enjoy it. I I love that. I love where this is going. So I'm, I'm ordering an e-bike so I can keep up with my wife. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> yeah. need one. She is fast. She one. is fast. She is fast. We all need an e-bike to keep up with Dee. <laughs> No Not question. You, no, you're you're still there. I'm I'm the one everyone's waiting for at the, no. end of the ride. But um, uh, there's so many things I want to ask you guys about. Uh, we are oh we're not an hour yet, so I'm going to ask you what are some of the most fun and interesting things that Velarosa has taken or provided to you. Um, I mean, You're we've gotten to, to travel a lot. I mean, it's fun. It's fun to go to these events. It's fun to to get to go to um, you know Jingle Cross and to go to. We did this Little Red um, uh, event, which is the the country's largest all female bike ride out in Utah in Logan, Utah. Yep. Um, 
so we've, we've gotten to go to a lot of events and it, it's just it's just really fun to, to go to all these places and we usually get a ride in those places yep. or hike or something and and um, so I think I think that's been fun I love traveling and it's just nice to be able to do it in the, in you know have an excuse have an excuse yeah um, and I, the Title IX thing was super exciting. Like I said, I just never dreamed that we'd, you know, you kind of throw your hat in the ring, kind of thinking, oh, this will never turn into anything. And it's just such a good lesson, like I'm saying. it's Half of life is just showing up and trying, and, and I wish I could impart that to younger people, my kids and everything, that, like, don't, don't count yourself out before you even tried, you know? Because that was just a big lesson for me. We, it was been so easy not to have sent in the application. So that's been, that was super exciting for us. That was a huge win as far as just, it was just a great experience. Um, I'm gonna let Lisa say Well, I, I think, you know, I agree with everything you said. Um, I think probably embracing being scared out of your mind. You know, in the, in the sense that like, <laughs> Dave's asked us to do a podcast. Okay, we're gonna go do a podcast. Yeah, right. Or yeah. we've got to do a pitch in front of. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like we've got to. We've got to. You know, it's it's almost the the art of not saying no. But the, but the 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 willingness to be like, okay, let's do it. Let's you know for whatever invitation, whether it's to speak at one million cups or whether it's to um, present to, you know, um, at a at a breakfast or you know whatever it is. It's sort of just continuing to to sort of be your authentic self, you know, authentic. Step outside to, your comfort zone. Yeah, and, and sort of being willing to, to just say, okay, we're going to give it a go, and, and not really having, or at least learning how to manage expectations for what might come of it, right? To just to sort of embrace this. Sometimes Experience. it's, it's yeah, it's nerve-wracking and scary, and you're, you're not really sure what you're going to do. And that, I mean, I think that happens, again, as you're trying to figure out how big an order do you place next year? You know, how are we, oh, yeah. you know, how do we manage... How are we, you know, is this going to be the seller? Is this going to be the great seller? You know, there's, there's, you know, you, you, you embrace that, those butterflies a lot more than I, than I ever really appreciated. And I think that's, you know, that's been part of the learning experience. But, you know. And I will say, though, that racing kind of taught me that. You, you know, you, you getting us into racing and all the butterflies that went with that, and you kind of learned that that's just a, a physiological condition that you just have to kind of work through you, you you know you can't let it stop you you can't let it keep you from trying things um, kind of helps you get ready yeah to dive in yeah and I had never done anything competitive before that so I didn't understand that when that was happening I didn't understand that it was really scary but you did learn that you're gonna live through that and you're you know you can move forward and make something happen and so. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. And, I, and again, that's kind of the other you know, message that we have for women is we're, however you want to do, the, however you want to engage with the sport, we, we fully support. But we also do like to give a little nudge like, yeah, maybe, maybe line up your bike to race. Just give it a shot. And, you know, we, we've had some wonderful folks in our community who have, um, you know, they, the, the victory is just showing up and finishing the race, and it doesn't matter where you place, and it doesn't matter what the time was or any of that, but just doing it. And I, I think that's a there's, you know, there's a lot of life lessons in that, as you said. And yeah, absolutely. Yourself, you can, right? Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with that. And I do. I'm going to go back to this whole idea because I know it sounds silly, but I, I do think sort of investing in yourself a little bit and getting getting the equipment you need to do the sport you want to do is is key. I, I just started swimming. And I'm, oh, 
horrible. And I think it's, it's embarrassing. And I go to the pool and I see all these people who come completely equipped, right? They've got their, you know, kickboards and their fins and their paddles and they're, you know, they are 100% dedicated. And I show up in a suit that's 10 years old and goggles barely hanging on. And I just recently decided that I was going to buy myself a nicer swimsuit, maybe a swim cap and some goggles. And I will say, I, I, I'm not a better swimmer now than I was, but I sure as heck don't feel as intimidated walking up and getting in the pool. And I, I feel that, that's how I felt when I got my first Velarosa kit. I was like, I don't know if I deserve this, but I don't care. When I put it on, I, I took myself just a little bit more seriously and I kind of gave myself a little bit more credit for being out there. And so that's what, that's what has always been this underlying you know, mission for me is, you know, if you, if you buy the kit, we hope that you feel that way when you get on your bike. At least that's for me. Add swimmer to the list. No, that we're yeah, going no, to be no, please. No, yes, so. right. No, no, no. But yes, but that, but I, I just, I, you know, that I was just reminded of, you know, maybe being the worst person to step, you know, the, the least talented person to step up to the, to the pool. And maybe if you dress a little bit the part, you feel a little bit better getting in. And can I add something to that too, that I, I it's part of our philosophy at Velrosa too, is that we design our kits to be loud and bright because yes. we really don't believe that on your bike is a place you want to minimize yourself as a woman. It's, it's, it's not the place you want to try to look small and blend in. You want to stand out. It's for safety reasons. And um, you should also have fun with it. I mean, why not have fun with this sport? We're no, most of the people we know are, aren't doing it professionally. We're doing it for fun and fitness and friendship and connection and, you know, all of that. So have fun with it. But, but again, like don't, the idea is not to try to be small and, and invisible. The idea is to be very loud and proud and visible. Yeah, yeah. show, yeah, you're there, show up, it's okay. I love it, Yeah, that's, I love that. Yeah, that's what I think it feels like. And that's why we put blinkies on our bike too. Exactly. Yeah, 100% right. Exactly. <laughs> Look at me. Look yep. at me. Well, uh, anything I'm missing, anything you want to add? Footwear? <laughs> Boy, that really feels like out of my <laughs> realm of expertise, footwear. Ugh. Um, but, you know, never say never. Who knows? <laughs> I, I, I love that you just said that because one of the things that I'm taking away from this conversation is not saying no or, conversely, saying yes. Right, yeah. And how that can lead you to 15 years of designing beautiful kits, turning it into a business that is available nationwide, which is super cool for a couple of uh, women who met biking, riding on their bikes. And I would just add to that also, if you have a dream that you want, you have something you want to do, just take the first step. Just, and I know our friend Steve Cannon says that too with his, with his um, endeavors, but it, it's so true. You know, you just figure out what the first step is and do that. And then figure out what the next step is and do that. I feel like there's probably so many people out there with so many great ideas and and they just, you know, they were like me, they're just not getting off the starting blocks. And um, it's it's true, you'll you'll take the, and pretty soon you're gonna be 100 steps in and you're ready to press go on something. So um, it, we're all busy and sometimes it's just hard to get started, but just take that first step and then, you know, go from there. And it can also be super scary. Like you don't yeah, know what's on the it other is, side of the curtain. Yeah, it is absolutely. It is, it it is, is scary. It's it scary when you start yeah, having to 
attach money to it and you know right, right. risk some things. But but there's also ways to do that. I feel like we always took kind of measured risks. I mean, it's always scary, but you know, instead of you just you stick your neck out a little bit further every yep. year. One step. You, right. Not the whole marathon. Right. Right. Exactly. That's, that's so exactly. True. Exactly. And and it and it, it is it is amazing sometimes to look back at the progress. I mean, I think that that's also a, a very um, rewarding thing. And and uh, you know, we've it's kind of been a family of uh, you know, kind of a family affair too. I mean, you know, Kim's daughter, um, one of her daughters is responsible for you know one of our most successful um, design ideas, and her other daughter has really helped. She's the she's the math. She's the accountant, and has helped with you know helping with spreadsheets and what have you. And my kids are a little bit younger, but man, my youngest is, does a bang up job at inventory. We put her to work yeah, she and is. she loves to organize and stuff. So it, it really, I think that's been a really neat thing too, is to sort of, and between us, Kim and I have four daughters and that's been a really cool thing to, to well, bring them up in it. Good role models they have. Yeah. Well, it, we, so. we, you try, you try, you try. Cause you, you know, they would start yelling and screaming yeah. and, you know, wait, I, what, why is this number coming out this way? I'm not way? saying everything's always perfect, but yeah. right. you're good role models for like, hey, we could do this. Yep. And yes. it, I think that's been right. fun. I you think can, that that's been a really rewarding part of it too, is sort of passing on that idea. Sure. Let's yeah. see what, oh, what would it take to come up. started a business. Maybe I could. That, that's been really cool. Yeah. I think very cool. Yeah. Agreed. So how do people find you? Which is an important piece of this podcast. Oh. How do people find you? Yes, well, um, www.velarosa, that's V-E-L-O-R-O-S-A, cycling.com. VelarosaCycling.com. Correct. Tre bieno? Is that French-Italian? Uh, yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> tre, yeah, tre is bueno, French bueno. for sure. What's, uh, um, what's good in Italian? Uh, you just got I know. Today. I said, don't ask me. I'm a, I let my Duolingo oh, app no expire. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no clue. That's all so. I know, and it doesn't yes. have the word my good God, in no it. Clue. But. but thank you. That, yeah, we'll just, we'll just go with that. All right. Tre it's, bueno. Hey, if you made a word Velarosa, I can make yeah, a exactly. That's not even words. <laughs> All right. No, it's Vel been awesome. VelarosaCycling.com. You're on uh, Instagram. You have a beautiful Instagram account. Oh, thank you. So you, you definitely, uh, if you're listening out there in the pod Instagram, world. Instagram, um, Facebook. Um, yep. For just Velarosa or Velarosa Cycling? Velarosa Cycling. Yep. Velarosa yep. Cycling. The cycling Facebook. always comes with it. Velarosa yep. Cycling. Uh, Snapchat, are you guys... Uh, not on a Snapchat on that, right uh, now, and not really on TikTok. So we're just no, like, although we're all right, kind of like yes, busy, right? yes. Well, that's yeah. part of it. But yes, but as we, you know, again, as this, as you know, we're the, again, as you're learning, right? The whole process of learning is, yeah, did TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> but so never you know, say never. Know, we know, know. where to go. Hey, where, where to go next? Come in, right? Right. Yes, hundred hey, percent. Yes, hey, that is a hundred percent where they come in. We need some help with the social media thing. Man, and you're twelve, so you're perfect. Right, you're exactly in the right space. Well, thanks tons for coming in. Thank you, know, you for having uh, us. It's tough to find time that we can all three yeah, sit down at the same place at the same time and not be on seats of a bike. Right. We do often like running into each other on bikes a lot, which is, yeah. is awesome. But here we are in, a, in my little podcast studio. So thanks awesome for coming too. in. Well, that was a fun talk with Kim and Lisa. And remember, you can get 15% off your next order at VeloRosaCycling.com by entering the code BIKETALK15 at checkout. I hope you check out their beautiful line of clothing. I also want to thank BikeIowa.com 
our online host, where you can find access to hundreds of trails, events, and stories about biking in the great state of Iowa. If you're listening from afar, I'd like to invite you to check out all the great trails in Iowa and come for a visit. I tell you, the scenery is awesome, the beer is delicious, and the people are friendly. And don't forget your free 90-day trial on Adventure Plus streaming service. Just click the link in the show notes for hundreds of movies. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to support the show, you can rate and review. That helps others find it when they are digging around looking for something to listen to. And if you'd like to support the show financially and help improve the show, maybe with a new mic setup or something, look for Bike Talk with Dave at buymeacoffee.com. I do really appreciate your support. I'll put a link in the show notes. Bike Talk with Dave is a production of Summit Media. Give us a follow on Instagram at Summit Media Films or myself, dmabel122. Thanks again for listening and I hope you have an awesome week.